Bible tonight, let's turn again to 1 Samuel chapter 7. If you happen to not be here this morning, you would do well to get a copy of the message because you got part one was this morning, part two is going to be tonight. And uh, even though they be preached separately, it would do you well, amen, to get that. Of course, we do trust that you're making plans this week to be in the house of God and let's be faithful for a revival. Pray for Brother Finley that God would just use him mightily. And uh, Lord, to do that, that needs to be done in our lives. Got your place? First Samuel chapter number 7, that's page 325 if you don't have it by now. Let's all stand together and let's read a few verses here, alright? Again, verse number 3. And Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel, saying, If you do return unto the Lord with all your hearts, put away the strange gods and asteroids from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord, and serve Him only. He will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. And the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth and served the Lord only. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mizpahs, and I will pray for you unto the Lord. They gathered together to Mizpahs and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the children of Israel and Mizpahs and when the Philistines heard that the children of Israel were gathered together to Mizpah, the Lord of the Philistines went up against Israel. When the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. We stopped right there. Notice verse number 8. And the children of Israel said to Samuel, Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering, holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel. Don't miss this. And the Lord heard him. And as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord, oh my, I love that. But the Lord, amen. Now, when he shows up, it's going to change. Things are going to pick up. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomforted them. They were smitten before Israel. And all the men of Israel went out of mispaths and pursued the Philistines and smote them till they came under Bethkar. And then Samuel took a stone and set it between mispaths and Shin and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Again, Lord, we pray, bless the reading of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me see it. We tell the message this morning, Revival 20 years in the making. We looked in this morning at 2000, we'll share with you just a moment. There is a common misconception concerning revival. Many believe that it is to reach the lost. We talked about that this morning. Praise God, I do believe souls can be saved anytime. Amen? Whether it's revival or um, visitation, just anywhere. But revival truly is for God's people. And it is for God to do a fresh work in our hearts and that have gone weak through uh, neglect or sin or 
whatever. Robert Coleman said, Revival is that sovereign work of God in which he visits his own people, restoring and releasing them to the fullness of his blessing. Someone said, Revival is a return to spiritual health after, after a period of decline in the sin and broken fellowship with God. Someone, Richard Owen Roberts said, Revival is an extraordinary work of the Holy Spirit producing extraordinary results. We looked at this morning as we set the stage, Israel has faced the Philistines and, and the battle is fierce. One battle they lost 4,000 men on another 30,000. They thought if we could just get the Ark of the Covenant in the midst of the battle, then that will automatically give victory. But God didn't see it that way. And the ark was taken by the Philistines. And you ought to read that story. Because what was a power and a presence of God for Israel was a curse to the Philistines. I mean, that, 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 uh, they, they couldn't do nothing with it. And uh, let me just say this. We get to the place where we need to be with the Lord. The world can't do nothing with us. Amen. And Lord couldn't do nothing with, they couldn't do nothing with that box. They finally sent it back. And the ark remained in the house of Abinadab for 20 years. That's, a, that's amazing. For 20 years. And finally, Israel come to the place and a desire in the heart. They wanted God to come back and show up one more time. We looked this morning and said the recipients of revival, of course, is God's people. The requirement this morning, we said, there must be a realization. I mean, we, until we can get honest about where we're at, we're not going to get revived. I said this morning, God doesn't revive dead people that are lost. They're dead in their trespasses and their sin, and you can't revive dead people. Amen? And so, but God said there has to be a realization. Had to have a need. Had, had to be willing to look at our own hearts and say, man, I, I, this, between me and God's not what it used to be. I used to have a closer walk. I used to have this. I used to be here, but I'm not there anymore. There's a need of revival. Number two, there must be a removal. He said, I'm not going to send revival while you're hanging on to those strange gods. And, uh, you know, I think God's got a sense of humor. I do. Well, you know, because I believe God looks at our gods, the little G gods, He said, man, that's the strangest things I've ever seen in my life. Strange gods. And then Astaroth. And they worship the creature over the Creator. Then we see the resolve. They must serve the Lord only. And tonight, with the help of God, I'm going to give you the third point. And that is the results of revival. C.H. Spurgeon said this about revival. We need a work of the Holy Spirit of a supernatural kind putting power into the preaching of the Word. And I say amen to that. Inspiring all believers with heavenly energy. A solemn affecting the hearts of the careless so they turn to God and live we would not be drunk with the wine of carnal excitements. 
But we would be filled with the Spirit. We would behold the fire descending from heaven in answer to the effectual fervent prayers of righteous men. Can we not entreat the Lord our God to make bare His holy arm in the eyes of all the people in this day of de- uh, descending and vanity? You say this, and all that we see going on in our world, and it has gone crazy. It really has. It's really... Could you have ever imagined 20 years ago we would even hear what's being talked about today? Could you even imagine that? I bought an article Wednesday where they are, they are literally on these, these same-sex marriages. Now, if two fellows come in and they're married and one plays the girly part, she, he, she, he, shem wants to use the ladies' room. Wants the right to use the ladies' room. Because they said that's discrimination. And so it's crazy. Amen. Crazy. And, uh, I think if they're going to do that, bless God, put earrings on them, put a dress on them, amen, high heels, stockings, I mean, you know, whatever. Anyway, it's crazy. And you say, but preacher, what's the answer? Well, let me tell you what the answer is, church. Don't miss this. The greatest answer for what we see going on in this world is for God's people to have revival. And I'll show you why that is. Six results. They're not real long, so don't get unnerved because I got six points here. Amen? Six reasons, six things, six results of genuine revival. Result number one, the Lord will hear your prayers. The Bible says in verse 7, and when they've listened, heard that the children of Israel gathered together to Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel, and when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. Don't miss this. Israel's been devastated by the Philistines in the past, and here they come again. And, and you can be rest assured, they remembered how they were, were treated. And no doubt the Philistines saw an opportunity here and said, man, this is going to be easy pickings. And maybe they came even arrogantly but Samuel begins to intercede to a holy God. The children of Israel said to Samuel, Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us. He will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. Everybody look at me this way. Are you angry enough at what you see around us to find you a place every day and beg, cry out to the Lord? God save our nation and save our country. They said, Samuel, we want you to go and pray that God... Now, I love this, verse number 9. The Bible says, And Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering holy unto the Lord. And Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel. And don't miss this. And the Lord heard him. 
tonight, one of the first results of being a revival is God hear your prayers. Ask your question. What would you pray for? What would you pray for? If you knew, if you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is just right inside the door and He would answer it, what would you pray for? reason we don't pray, folks, is we've lost the fact. We, we just don't believe God answers. We just don't believe God answers. And when He does, we've forgotten we prayed. I walked out of my house. Lord, I, I, I've been asking the Lord to help me. I walked out of my house about two months ago and I had to strip a piece of land there and I, I got a price on me and said, he said, I, I need about $7,000 to clear it. I thought, man, you know, did you hit your head before you got here? Amen. Something didn't. No, something went wrong. And I thought, well, that's good. So I, and, and, and I know you said, I said, now Lord, I need this cleared. And I got any money. I walked out this morning and I looked and I said, Whoa! It's cleared. And it just now dawned on me. I'd asked God to do that two months ago. And I, and I stood there in amazement of how God answered that. I wonder here tonight, one of the things that will happen when you have a revival is the Lord will hear your prayers. Now don't miss this. They were in a mess. The Philistines are serious about coming against them. The Philistines are going to hurt them. The Philistines. Now, and it's amazing. Judges 10, 13, the Bible says, Yea, you have forsaken me and served other gods, little g-gods. Wherefore, I will deliver you no more. What would you do if God said this? Go and cry unto the little g-gods which you've chosen. And let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. Here's what he's saying. God's saying, what are you going to do if you go the next time you, you, you're in a desperate fix? They were in a desperate fix. The Philistines are going to destroy them. They're in a desperate fix. And God was, and you're in a desperate fix. And God comes along and says, listen, why don't you go ask that God you've been serving to take care of this for you? Why don't you go ask why don't you go cry out to the job that you made of God or money or pleasures or whatever? Why don't you go cry out to it to deliver you in your time of trouble? That's what he said to a nation here. Yet the Bible says when we're in the right place with, with God, that relationship with the Lord is where it needs to be and should be. We experience revival. He said this in Luke 11, 9. I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, 
and it shall be opened unto you. If God didn't do anything else, how many knows? How many's got a family member that you know right now? The best that you can. We're not judging people now, but the best that you know, if they died, you don't think they'd go to heaven. I mean, you're pretty sure they'd die and go to hell. How I many's got somebody like that? Oh, we we all do. That's why we ought to have revival. How many would agree this country is out on downhill slide towards chaos? How many agrees with that? Tell what you can do. You have revival. And start praying and asking God to help our country, help our nation, help, help that need, whatever that need is. First thing God said, the result of revival is God to hear you when you pray. Number two, number two, the Lord will accept your offering. Verse number nine, Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it for a burnt offering, holy unto the Lord. That burnt offering was simply this. It was completely consumed by the fire. And the symbol was that as it was, as it was consumed and would ascend into heaven, it, 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 it was a symbol of surrender of all. It, it's a surrendering all. A, a, a sacrifice that was a burnt offering was totally surrendered, gave it all. That's a symbol of it. And the Bible says that God accepted his offering. Now, Cain and Abel illustrates this in so well. Genesis 4, 4, and Abel, he also brought the first and another's flock and another fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. He accepted it. He said, man, I, I appreciate it. Boy, he said, I'll accept that Abel. Verse 5, but when Cain and his offering, he had, he had not respect. Cain was very wroth. His countenance fell. I, I, I believe this happens every week in every church, everywhere across our country, all across this world. I believe every week God's people bring God a half-hearted praise, a half-hearted worship, and a half-hearted service. Can I just say this? You can bring it. Amen. But don't, don't miss this. God doesn't have to take it. See, there's a... There, there's something that's, that's just challenging, has challenged my heart now for several months. And, and we do work and we labor all the time and trying to get people to come and want to be a part of this. I'm just going to be honest with you. We ought not have... God shouldn't have to beg us to love Him. There's something wrong with God's got to always beg you to love Him. Amen. I, I want to love Him because it's Him. I want to, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here tonight because I get to be here. I get to worship Him. I get to tell him how good he is, as they were singing in the choir. I get to, to, to do this. It's not something I have to do. And, and God, I, I don't know how much of God, us begging, God, I don't know how much God accepts of that. In 1 Samuel 15, 22, Samuel said, Hath the Lord a great delight in burnt offerings? 
and sacrifice, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, listen when he said, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Number two, he said, God accept your offering. Number three, the Lord will protect you from attacks. Samuel told the people of God here, he said, if you'll turn from your idols and serve God, he said, God will protect you from the Philistines. The Philistines heard Israel's encamped. No doubt they said, man, this is easy pickings. We're going to go destroy them again. But don't miss this. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offerings, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. So Israel got their M16s, they got their fighter jets, they got their Abram tanks, they got all of that ready to go and do the best they could. Are you listening? You say, you're making them... No, that's what we do. We have a problem, we worry, we fret, we... What are we going to do? We fall all to pieces. Listen what they did. But the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomforted them, and they were smitten before Israel. God, I, you said, what's that thundering? I, I can imagine... I believe God just started. I mean, how many of you? How many of you been in? We sat in the house not long ago. There's a crack of thunder. I said, "My gosh, why no? It, it just, it just so loud." God comes along and says, "He said, I'm going to discomfort them." All I'm going to do is just shake up the clouds up, up there a little bit. I'm going to cause a thunder and discomforted them. And they were, and, and, and God says, I will protect you. I will protect you from the attacks. I, I know our world's gone crazy. I know that. I, I know we got, a, we got everything is going around us. I understand that. I understand that. I, I've got articles after articles from, from different men. On this, on this crazy, um, I don't know. She's a uh, governor or judge or something, wanting, uh, wanting the the pastors to submit. She she's literally subpoenaed them for their messages. I I I got the address. I'm gonna give you. I think I'm gonna send her one. And and I'm just gonna give the plan of salvation. Say that's what you need. Amen. What a God. We don't have to be intimidated by this world. Folks, we, I, I, I'm, listen, and, and I understand it's crazy, and, they, and, and I understand all of that. That's the reason I don't watch a lot of news. Amen. It's worrisome. I, I'm honest with you. As God's people, we've forgotten something. This ain't my home. Hey, <laughs> stand here. Are you planning on staying here? Years ago, we said, fellowship Baptist church. And there's the deacon standing there. And my daddy bought a brand new truck. Uh, a Chevrolet four-wheel drive Scottsdale. Burgundy and tan, his beautiful truck. And that deacon said to my dad, he said, if the Lord comes, can I have your truck? 
Sure did. My dad looked at him for just a little while. In a few minutes, he looked at him and he said, Yes, sir. He said, Yes, sir. You can. And he said, The Lord comes. You can have my truck. I said, The keys to my house is in, the, in my pocket. You can have my... He said, You can have everything I have because I'm not going to need it. It's in our home. We don't have to be intimidated by this world. Not if we have a revival. Because God will protect us. Oh, I've, I've read stories after stories after stories of, of, of missionaries. And, and uh, I mean, just, just stories after stories. Some of them in, in, in these, some of these faraway countries like in Africa where they got all these uh, 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 cannibals and all this stuff. And, and they just, just love God, serving God. And how, how later on they found out that, that they were just protection. God just watched over and cared for them. I, I don't know about you. I, I just have a fit sometimes of thinking about how much God protects us. We have no idea when God averted us. He, he, made, he made that car quit running so you wouldn't be in an accident. You fussed about it, but when you next time? How many times God's delayed us? See, I believe God does it all the time around us. We just don't see it. We just don't know it. When we get to heaven, we'll be able to thank Him. Number, thir- number four, the Lord will give victory. Not only will He protect us from the enemy, but God will give us victory over the enemy. And the men of Israel went out to Mizpahs and pursued the Philistines that smote them until they came unto Bethkar. And Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpahs and Shin and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Has the Lord ever helped you? We have revival. God said, I'll give you victory over the enemy. Now, the Lord did His part, but He required them to do their part as well. And the Bible says, God gave victory, but they still had to get out and fight the battle. Now, we don't fight the battle with, with guns. and but No, no, we fight the battle with praying. We fight the battle. We're in a spiritual warfare. You need to understand something, folks. Let, let me help you. Again, if we could grasp hold of this, the warfare we fight is not flesh and blood. We're fighting spiritual warfare. Bible says in Revelation, Satan cometh down having great wrath, for he knoweth he hath but a short time. And he's on a short time. Amen? And so, instead of running high in Israel, pursuing the Philistines, God gives victory. I like this one. And the Lord will provide peace in your life. Verse 13, So the Philistines were subdued, and they came no more into the coast of Israel. The hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. And the cities which the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron even unto Gath. And the coast thereof did Israel deliver out of the hands of the Philistines, and there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. We are living in the most unpeaceful time the world. Forget the world for just a moment. 
I'm talking about God's people. 99, it's amazing. You go to the doctor, if you sprain your ankle, they're going to give you an antidepressant. <laughs> Never seen it in my life. Never in my life. You go to the doctor for anything, and I, I get, are you depressed? You look like you're depressed. Let me give you an antidepressant. It's one of the it's biggest drug market ever is. You know why? Because this relationship between us and our God is so distant, there's no peace in our hearts and no peace in our lives. And when we have genuine revival, God said, I'll give you a peace. Romans 8.31 And what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Then the last thing, the Lord will restore what the enemy has taken. You'll find in verse 14, the cities which the Philistines had stolen away were all restored to Israel. From Ekron even unto Gath, God said, I'm going to give you back what the enemy took. Some of you have lost ground to the enemy. Some of you used to have a, a shout. The enemy stole that thing. Some of you used to have a prayer life. Stole that thing. Some of you used to love the Word of God. Stole that thing. Some of you used to witness to everybody you saw. But now... The enemy has stolen that thing. But I think the greatest thing he stole from from us as God's people is this. We're We're not working to a victory. We're working in a victory. It's already been won. We've already won. But we live like the Panthers played today. That's how we live. Plum embarrassing. Plum embarrassing. I'm embarrassing watching play. That's how we live. We live defeated. We live with our chin in our shorts. Poor me. How bad? Oh, it's so terrible. And find a crowd so we have a group weep when in fact we've already won. This thing's already won. I, I, I don't know about you, but I read the last of the story. Praise God. This thing's already won. I'm not coming back to fight that crowd, and I'm not even going to do a thing but just ride along and say, okay, sink him, God. And that's all he's going to do. He's going to open his mouth, destroy them. That's it. And forever and ever. Robert Wren's mother meant to mention that. Went to be with Jesus this morning. She's fought cancer, been in hospice. She's in, what, 80s, 90? 88 years of age. He talked to me last week and he said, oh, she just loved God so much, but she's had Alzheimer's. She didn't know Him, didn't know anybody. But you know what? She got to be with Jesus today. Praise God. She knows everybody. Amen. She's already won. And tonight, God said, I'll restore what the enemy has taken. If there is a time that you had a bit more desire, a more heart, a more, a more victory in your soul than you have tonight, 
then somebody has stolen that away. Don't you hate a thief? Amen. I don't like a thief. But Lord, the devil's a thief. And he steals away. He steals away. And so tonight, six things happen. Lord, hear your prayers. Got something you need to pray about? I would pray, but God don't hear me. Get a hold of that revival. That God do something in your heart. He'll hear your prayers. He'll accept your offering, your sacrifices. He'll protect you from the enemy and the attacks. He'll give you victory over Not just protection. He'll give you victory over them. Lord, provide peace in your life. And Lord, will restore what the enemy has taken. I ask you this this morning. I'll ask it again. The recipients is God's people. Us. Not... Uh, I'm, I'm going to get gutted for this. I know when I say it. And uh, I'm going to say it anyway. Then you have to think about how, what to gut me with. I'll give you something you can gut me with. If, if God, if, if it can't get you back tonight, probably not interested in revival. But you're here tonight. You're here. And I'm going to tell you something. You can have revival if you want it. Or if you're saved. If you're not saved, can revive that which is dead. But you can become alive as Christ to save you tonight. Number two, what's the requirement? You've got to lay aside some gods. You've got to lay aside some of this junk. And for some, that might be yourself. You might be the biggest hindrance for revival. It might be the gods that you've, that you've made much of. Man, you need to, God, you got to remove them. And then tonight, the results, God said, I'll give you all those things. I'll do all of those things for you. Here tonight, do you want revival? And are you ready for, are we ready for a revival tonight? So I'll stand to our feet, every head bowed.